0: What is going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Pixel Splitters, their favorite conversational podcast where two guys talk about movie news, TV news, a little bit of tech news, camera news, you know, you know the drill by this point. Any any news. kind of news that we want to talk about or any topics we want to talk about realistically? Uh, as always, we're your two hosts. My name is Josh. And my name is Willis. And uh how are you doing this week, Willis? I'm doing good, man. It's it's hot again. It's definitely fucking it's hot. Always
1: fun sitting. I love our weather updates at the top. I know. I know. Um, yeah, it's hot again. Fun sitting in a nice, quiet, sealed-off room.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, with the with all the, the smoke that's coming in, right? Basically, creating another Across atmosphere. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's trapping all the Exciting. heat in. But uh, but that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about news, yeah.
1: guys. It's a good reason to go hide in a movie theater.
0: Exactly, freaking exactly. And movies are back, like for real. People are seeing them, and we've got some stuff to talk about. Today we are going to be going over this new Invincible live-action adaptation based on the uh, the Robert Kirkman graphic novel that they just recently did a TV show on. And so that's interesting and didn't know it was coming, so there'll be definitely something to talk about there. We're also going to be talking about this new... Well, there, there's a new program that has been worked on where essentially it's going to be AI, helping you screenwrite, which yeah. is going to be a lively discussion about AI and the film industry in general, and how that's going to be shaping things in the next five years. We're also going to be talking about Snake Eyes, which just premiered over this last weekend, yes. and didn't do super hot, but... Not at all. Not at all, but it's going to be, you know, we're going <laughs> to talk about potential of IP not not really being all that anymore. And then at the end, we're going to wrap it all up talking about uh, Mark Wahlberg's new movie, Joe Bell and gay representation in films because it's there, but it's very weird the way that they do it these days and definitely needs to be, to be talked about a little bit more. So that is what we're going to be diving into today. And let's just get right on into the first topic, which is invincible. Now yes. I believe that this all came uh, like came around because of like this past weekend was Comic Con in San Diego, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So a lot of a lot of news came out of that, and this is one of them. I think a fan just asked about the potential of being some sort of live action adaptation, and he kind of hinted towards it. Didn't give a hundred percent of an answer, but basically said like yes, it's coming, and. It's not going to be the same exact thing as the as the show. Now the main reason we're gonna be we're talking about this is well kind of why is this happening? and are we getting ahead of ourselves <laughs> in terms of you know something yeah. becomes really profitable let's just keep doing it over and over and over again. So where do you stand on just this in general the the the, the live action invincible coming in the next you know, one to three years do you think it's too soon or do you think it's necessary i or?
1: mean i think it's not insane um i think it's it, you know when something like that comes out especially so in line with the like superhero genre and like a, a kind of new take on it and something that's not really been seen like i i'm not surprised at all that somebody scooped it up and is like hey let's make a live action of this because like let's make a live action of everything yeah but in the same line, and I guess this is kind of what they're getting at, I'm like, but like we already know this character, like a live action of this. I don't know is necessarily, is it really going to be better than the Amazon cartoon anim- animated? I, I hate when I say cartoon.
0: But it is like, a cartoon. Like, <laughs> it, Well,
1: it's weird, but like that feels almost like.
0: Doing a disservice uh, like, uh, to it, yeah, like
1: derogatory almost, but like not yeah. really. But you know what I mean. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's not a Saturday morning cartoon. People die.
0: True, true. Um,
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's one of those. I'm like, obviously, there has to be like a different story, or why would I go see it? Like it's you know, it's got to be an adaptation that's different than what we've seen before, right? You know, and you you look at other stuff that's done this in the past. Like, dare I say? Ugh, uh avatar the last airbender you Ooh. know the m light shamalan like adaptation of like the entire first season and all that like that was a very much the same story and like it it became like as you're going through you were like oh i know what's gonna happen
0: yeah and it was largely it's like unnecessary like the it's yeah. a beloved it's a beloved tv show and invincible is because is getting there but the weird thing to me is like y- you start to see those live-action adaptations happen with those old Disney properties and mm-hmm. this is kind of like the exact opposite that's like okay we waited 20 years and now we've got something yeah. you know but this is like a year I mean it's going to come out while this show is still on I believe yeah so it's kind of like why are we why are we doing this like it just it just
1: yeah like what's to be gained?
0: Exactly. What's to be gained? And I get it. I love seeing the same story told from multiple different perspectives, different filmmakers, different actors. But I don't know. You're not giving. You're not giving it time to breathe. I don't think. Yeah. Like you let this live where it's at at the moment. Let people enjoy it for what it is. Versus, okay, we'll give you two versions of the same thing, and yeah, figure out exactly. which ones you know better.
1: And it's weird because there are like. You know, there's, I feel like there's plenty of examples out there of different properties that are like, oh yeah, there's like an animated and then like the live act. Like I think of, uh, the matrix and the, the animatrix, um, and that kind of stuff Mm. and like same universe, different stories. Sure. Which I think is cool. And like, that might work very well for like an invincible live action of like, Hey, like, like, give me something else on Omni, man. Give me something on, uh. You know, the I don't remember any of the names, the Captain Immortal or whatever his oh god,
0: oh yeah, the Immortal. Release. I think it's just the, the immortal, immortal, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: um, you know, like there's all of these powered people in there that you know there's a playoff of, but you can't really say it's an invincible movie if it follows, you know, not invincible,
0: yeah, and so and I think I mean, it seems like it's going to be. This again, it seemed like from what I read, it was going to be invincible again. Like the the story of invincible told again, abbreviated and things changed, but relatively a similar story. Which, um, you know, I don't know. I I like it as a comic book type thing. I think it it works well. And the other
1: thing, the other thing to, to note there is I feel like, especially with invincible, the violence in that is like very much like animated violence and I think works because of that
0: mm.
1: like I can't really see that translating so accurately to like a live action kind of thing unless it's by like Quentin Tarantino and even then I'm like yeah you know there would be the same amount of blood but like you know it's the story is very fitted to its its medium and I'm like I don't know I like especially if it comes out when they were like mid-season two of Invincible or something like that where it's already out there yeah i i'm not currently excited about it i mean i'd probably go see it but sure yeah i don't know
0: it's it's almost exhausting at this like when i read about this uh it just i found myself not being excited which sucks because it's i love the show and i like who's behind everything but it's just like live action invincible well we pretty we have the boys right now So And not that that that's the exact same thing, but it's very much along the same lines.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's very much along the same lines, yeah. It's R-rated superhero stuff.
0: Exactly, in a more of a realistic sense of what's going on in the world. Um, So, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like there's a spot for this right now. And I think they're just capitalizing on the fact that people love the show. And they're like, well... That it's doing well, yeah. We'll just keep on going, and that's just not the way this should go, guys. I just don't understand...
1: (laughs) Well, and it's, yeah, I mean, it, it begs the question of, is this like the tip of, okay, that we're starting to get a little oversaturated with, with what we're talking about here. Um, I know when we were prepping, the other thing we had talked about was that it was recently announced that Michael B. Jordan is doing a series for HBO Max, I believe, Yeah. Uh, as Superman, as like a black Superman, as the, like an alternate universe character of... Val Zod I think it is I
0: think that's what it was yeah I can't remember
1: but and so that's coming and that's gonna be a series but in the same time Warner Brothers the same company is also doing a another live action reboot of Superman with a black Superman who's like a black version of Clark Kent so that's the same kind of thing I'm like I feel like and like you know who knows but like I feel like it's like you're giving us two variations on the same kind of storyline, which it, it's not a one to one because it is different characters, but like, yeah, you know that this feels like oversaturation. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like multiple Invincibles, like when you're starting to say like, you know, if we had three, yeah, you know, well, here we go. If when when we get into the multiverse stuff, we're gonna negate everything that like I'm talking about. But true, like, true if we've got three different like Wolverines running around or three different Hulks running around or Iron Man or, you know, take, yeah. pick your poison. Like then I'm like, well, like which one do I want to like really follow? Because it's going to, it's like we were saying the other day with the, um, the CW shows. Yeah. DC shows of, I, it's just too much. I can't keep up with all of it. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe this is the 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 tip of the iceberg in terms of oversaturation, but it sucks to not be excited for something that is a really cool property.
0: Exactly. That's kind of the main thing is like we're, we're getting all of these things that should be really exciting and really, you know, especially for me and you, this is yeah. right up our alley 100%. And it's just kind of like, oh, okay, we're getting this and this. And I think like at least what Marvel has going for it, where we may see, you know, the three iterations of spider-man we've seen in the next yep. phase but it's all in the same universe so it's not like
1: it's all talent yeah it's all one story
0: it's all one story Sorry. versus this no no, exactly like whereas this they may connect they may not but there's no there's nothing that forces you to watch both of them and i mm-hmm. think that's going to be the issue it's like people are going to choose maybe one or the other or maybe just go Eh, i don't really want to watch either of them and that might just be how it is versus with Marvel, you can't really skip a movie because you kind of will, you'll miss, maybe it's a small detail, but you'll miss something. You just will. If you didn't watch Loki, you're probably screwed for the phase four. Like, it's just (laughs) not going to work. Unless you don't care, and that's a whole other thing. But but yeah, I think we're, I mean, we talk about oversaturation all the time on this podcast, and this is, we've never seen something quite like this before where it's like, okay, the same thing is coming out I mean, we saw Justice League with the Snyder Cut, but that was like, that was weird. And now this is like, okay, we're seeing these same And that was
1: literally like the same movie. This is like two different iterations of the same property.
0: Yeah. True, true. And the same story, if I'm not, uh, or maybe not the Michael B. Jordan one, but at least for the Invincible one, it's the same source material. So it's like, Mm -hmm. what the heck is going on here? But I don't know. I mean, yeah, we'll see it. And it might be- Yeah, I'm still going to watch it. (laughs) I hate
1: myself. But I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch- Absolutely, I'm. We'll see who they cast as Invincible because that's a. uh,
0: Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Because and that's the other thing too. I'm going to be battling in my mind now, one versus the other, because I love pretty much everything about the the animated show, casting everything, and so yeah it's just going to be a fight in my mind of like, okay, well, Steve young did this better or this person did this better, or I see it better this way. And maybe it won't be like that, but I, I, that's,
1: it's weird. Yeah, I'm like running through the cast in my head and I'm like, there's really nobody in it that I would not be on board with them playing him in the live action.
0: I know. Yeah.
1: Like, give me, uh, um, are
0: you going to say Manzucas?
1: No, but (laughs) totally. Um, no, the Omni man, (sighs) Oh, JK, 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 Simmons. Like, <laughs> give me JK Simmons yes. as Omni Man. I would love it. The dude is ripped. Like, he could yes. totally pull it off. You know, and like Sandra O oh, as as the mom. Like, across the the board, I'd be like, I'm I'm pretty on board. I can't really think of anybody that I'm like. Ah. So that would be a whole another level of of that of like. Whoa. <laughs> then it becomes really like, a, but why? Like, you're just. It's literally just it's the, same the same thing. Cast, like.
0: <laughs> I wonder if, actually, I don't know, I, I really don't know much about this, but I wonder if Seth Rogen is is attached to this, because he was the one that got this whole thing started, like the yeah. show, like he was the showrunner, or not the showrunner, but one of the EPs on it, yeah. um, and so I wonder if he's connected to this, because I mean, if, if he's connected to it, I, he usually has a good head on his shoulders about this type of stuff, so maybe, Yeah. Nah, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. Remains to be seen.
1: I definitely have fan cast the entire thing in my head, though. It's just the vocal
0: actors. Yeah, because it's perfect. Be amazing. <laughs> it's actually um, perfect. So, you know, you're going to have a lot more Invincible in a couple years. and Yes. I'm not going to necessarily complain about it yet, but this is setting a really dangerous precedent for stuff where if this goes well, yep. I mean, maybe it's not dangerous. Maybe it's awesome. Maybe it's like we get to see well, three versions of the same thing at the same time and... It's really cool.
1: (laughs) It's well, so it's awesome, and I I dig it. But like, it's like that's really like. Then it's like a open floodgates for. Oh well, you know what? We'll just make three Iron Man movies. True. And put them out, and then like you know, or we'll have three different variations on the same character, and true. You know, you're getting three of these. Then you're really heading towards the oversaturation kind of world. But
0: right. um, Yep.
1: I mean, we've been heading there for a long time and haven't hit it yet. So. Exactly. Let's keep rolling those dice.
0: Exactly. We shall see. It's coming. We can't stop it. So whatever. Yeah. Might as well get on board. Speaking, speaking of things. Well, go, go, go.
1: Oh, speaking of a dangerous precedent.
0: Nice. I like that even more. I yeah. was going to say, okay. speaking of things that may be. <laughs> you you <laughs> said
1: coming. it earlier. And I was like, I think we were both looking at the sheet to see what was next. And I was like, oh, nice. All right. He's like setting up like here's the dangerous precedent. Kind of anyway. Um, That's good. Yeah, speaking of, even... of a dangerous precedent. Prism is a new app yes story prism story prism sorry yes is a new app that um helps you basically from what i understand basically like outline your uh film your script uh you know and then lets you sort of uses ai to to guide it in the correct directions based on what you feed it and um Mm -hmm. Is that is that right? I feel like you know a little bit more about this than
0: yeah. From what I gather, that's pretty much what it is. Basically, you do have to input the the information into it, but it sure. will spit out. And you can actually like once you get down into it, you can actually ha- like feed it enough information about your characters, and then have like a chat going with your character, so that you can kind of figure out what they're going to say in certain situations, which is neat. Ooh. But it we're taking a little some of the skill out of screenwriting. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to some of these things. Which is not always a bad thing. I think that, you know, if there are tools out there that are going to make your job a little bit easier, that's totally fine. But yeah. when it comes to artificial intelligence and filmmaking, everything is based on... Well, everything that uh, filmmaking is at the moment is based off of a computer, essentially. Like, you can make a film on a computer without an issue. Yeah. Write, the com- write it. Do You can like deep fake voices and faces and whatever and just make a movie. So we're getting to a point where there's almost going to be no need for people to be on film sets anymore. (laughs) Yes. That's, that's way in the future, but I'm just saying this is the beginning of something where it's like, Oh, well, AI can do this. Well, then why am I paying a writer to do this? Oh, well, if an AI can do the cinematography, well, why am I paying five people to do camera ops? And (laughs) yeah, So, and that's a very, uh, you know, it's a drastic example, but that's where I see stuff like this going because where's the end? Like people don't think of the end. They just think, oh, this is really cool right now, but where does this end? Yeah, until it's like, oh, you
1: know what? I could just, like, they're going to get smarter where it's like, oh, I could just uh, let the AI write the whole thing and then just, so here's where I land on this. I think that, yeah, what you're saying is, like, inevitable, that it's going to get to a point where it's going to be like, well, why do I need actors? Why do I need this? Why do I need that? Why do I need that? And it's going to reach, like, a peak, and it's going to be studios that mm. take it up. Yeah. Because if nothing else, like, in the small indie world, I do have faith in people's, like, observance of film as, like, an artistic medium. Yes, you know what I mean? So it's like it's going to get to the point, I think, where we're going to get we're going to get like a season, maybe two of like just a ton of films that are put out by big studios that are just like, yeah, this is like this animated thing that we told an AI what the story basically was going to be. We had them inter- like it wrote the whole thing. We gave them rough descriptions and it randomly generated a, you know, animated character. And then it like kind of and it's going to suck. You know what i mean it's gonna right, be right. one of those it's gonna be one of those films that you're just kind of like okay and like yeah then the ai will get better and better and better and i think it'll it'll turn into one of those things like like the best comparison i can have is like there's like the star wars prequels that are completely mm. green screen and all mm-hmm. just like crazy but then now we have a bunch of stuff that's like yeah so I'm filming this thing it's in a location but I have green screen out the window so I can map you know the city skyline on it or something like that or we do it on one of the um, the LED wall stages Mm. you know and it's just kind of supplementing what we're doing but like I I think I think that kind of stuff will hit a point where it's like well yeah we could have a computer do all this but like what like but then I don't get to do any of this yeah you know what I mean and I think that'll be a cool reckoning in terms of like filmmaking and things like that of like a, you know, a general rejection of studio, even more so than like us getting, you know, 15 Marvel movies or, you know, endless IP and things like that. So I, I'm I think it is a dangerous precedent. I think it's gonna it's gonna be the same kind of thing with drones, where it's like every shot must yeah. be a drone shot now. And it then is. people calm down and it's like okay drone shots are cool for certain things but yeah i don't know that's where i land
0: yeah and like that got me thinking at some point like way in the future because there's good i mean already uh, there's filmmakers out there like a lot of the the big name directors like they don't it's very traditional like you're not gonna a lot of them still shoot on film like there's very traditional way of doing filmmaking so like if you bring like you said earlier tarantino if you bring tarantino like okay we're gonna do this and we're gonna have this written or whatever like there's a huge pushback from the major players so at some point it might be like those aren't even considered movies anymore like the stuff that's ai produced might be its own thing and then like movies are still movies created by filmmakers because you're right filmmakers are never going to adopt this like true filmmakers will never be okay with that yeah Uh, because they it's it's a it's a vision. Like you want to put your vision onto a screen. That's why you do movies. Like that's pretty yeah. much it. So that's do you, I mean I wonder like do you think at some point there'll be a separation? Cuz they're they're going to obviously adopt some of this AI stuff when it becomes cheaper.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would I think the separation is kind of already there. Mm. Um it's just going to like grow because like i think of like right now it's like think of like the most studio studio movie you i'm thinking of like you me and dupree where it's (laughs) like you know the straight up rom-com like bankable comedic actor of the time shows up to uncomfortable situation is hilarious has dramatic like endearing moment at the end roll credits like those movies, there's hundreds of those. Yeah. And there's like variations in every genre of like that kind of thing. And it's things that like the studio's is just like, yeah, we're going to make this and it's going to, you know, we're going to make it for $10 million. It's going to make $50 million. And here we go. And I'm like, so I feel like that's the same kind of thing where they're like, well, like <laughs> I basically what I'm getting at is like, oh, they all have the same storyline anyway. Might well be written by a robot.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But, like, you, you know what I mean? I'm like, there's already those people, and like, I, I'm you know, and I, I don't mean any disrespect for like the director of Yumi and Dupree or like any other, you know, but like, th- there's a difference between like Yumi and Dupree and Django Unchained, like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? To make the most insane film comparison of all time, like, there's a separation there, and it's like, I people see it, and like, people still love those movies, you know, and like, I, I mean, I've I don't know why I'm dunking so hard on you, mean and debris. Like it's fine. I'm sure it's there's fine. a lot of people out there who love that movie. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah. So, so I, like, I think it'll just be like a studios going, Oh, this is just an easier way for us to turn out easy things to, to knock out, you know?
0: Yeah. That, yeah, that, that makes more sense to me because the more I think about it, the more like you're not going to get David Fincher. He would quit before you did yeah if before he <laughs> we're gonna bring uh a i in here and we're gonna have this guy deep faked and like this is not gonna be yeah. real and yeah, so I think yeah, I think you're right it's just it's something that will be part of the industry, but it's not gonna you know it's not going to completely overtake everything,
1: yeah. We'll get, we'll get those random ones where it's like, this was a really good movie except for this one weird scene. And it was like, oh yeah, that was like put in it reshoots. And they were like super strapped for but time and budget. So they had a robot write it. And it was like, oh yeah, it feels like a robot. write it Wrote
0: it. Right. Right. Exactly. And it's also the ego. I don't think filmmakers have a small enough ego to let a robot. Write yeah. A well, that's, film. you bring up
1: Fincher. I'm like, yeah, he'd be like, uh, what?
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Tell me Aaron Sorkin didn't write this. Okay. <laughs>
1: what do you mean? We're not doing any takes of it. I, I need at least <sighs> 50.
0: Like, we're doing 50 takes yeah
1: <laughs> that robot made that inclination on that last word wrong so we're going again
0: we're doing it all again and you know bringing up David Fincher <laughs> someone who's like a perfectionist like that might actually like that I, had, a I think extent. we both had
1: the same thought at just the exact moment of like it was like well he didn't like his voice didn't go up at the end of that and then you just have somebody go Whoop. and then you're like oh perfect. perfect there you go
0: perfect yeah no, I don't know <laughs>
1: That'll be a big know. thing for the next David Fincher if there ever is a next David Fincher.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Speaking of movies not directed by David Fincher.
0: Nailed it. It's not <laughs> false. <laughs> Snake Eyes Snake came Eyes. out last weekend and if you don't yes. know what Snake Eyes is, Snake Eyes is one of the characters, uh, one of the G.I. Joes and yes. he notoriously, uh, he's just, I think he's a fan favorite. I'm not a big G.I. Joe guy but I, he's a, he's a He's kind of a fan I favorite, guess. right? I guess. I mean, I played
1: with G.I. Joe's when I was a kid. Yeah. I don't really remember Snake Eyes, but I don't... I remember Cobra, and that's about it. Right. And then there was, like, Joe. Like, OG right. Joe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I guess... I I seem to remember in, like, the original two that Hasbro put out, he was a favorite in those.
0: Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. And
1: I think one of the few characters actually in both... Yeah. Cause spoilers, in the second uh, in the second G.I. Joe movie, they like pretty much kill off the entire cast of the first G.I. Joe movie, and then the yeah. Rock and Bruce Willis show up as yeah. oh my God. OG Joe's. Um so, I can't
0: even believe that. They killed them all in like the first five minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it was like whoa. And it was like not it was like Channing Tatum. It was like not small names.
0: Yeah. But they brought in bigger names, so...
1: <laughs> it's true. That's true. I remember reading, like, an article being like, Channing Tatum to return for G.I. Joe 2, and I'm like, sweet. And then, like... Not really. You're not wrong. Yeah. But... <laughs> um, so... So what do you think? Tell me, what's your... I don't know, give me a score.
0: Uh, Well, I scored it on my Twitter, if you're following me, anyone who's following me. I gave it a 5.5 out of 10.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Because I... um. It was, you know, there was no heart or soul or anything. They completely redid Snake Eyes' backstory, which I didn't have a big issue with, except for they made it worse, in my mm. opinion. They made it not Always as interesting. Because the whole Storm Shadow dynamic is cool. Yeah. They made it not cool in this movie, in my opinion. Mm. Um, so, and which kind of brings me to the, the main point of us talking about this, and, like, uh, IP, or intellectual property, yes. and... Becoming basically fatigued with all of this stuff because Snake nice. Eyes is one of those movies that I yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Snake Eyes was one of those movies that I like we talked about this on the pod because we mm-hmm. we heard about it coming out and we were both kind of like okay that's yeah. a that's a thing we're not yeah. excited about it we don't care that much about it um, and I think that reflected in the opening box office which was thirteen point three million dollars. In the first yes. three, three days, like the first weekend, nothing. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, nothing, absolutely nothing. I don't now, think I expected more than that, but
1: I will put a qualifier that this weekend was pretty abysmal for box office in general. Mm-hmm. Like the, I think the top box office this past weekend was old. The, yeah. the Shamham movie, yeah. which, uh, I think One did night. like 16 million, which wow. is like his worst opening ever. Yeah. Like Lady in the Water did better than that. And that is my like bellwether for like <laughs> terrible shamhammer Hammer movies. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So like, you know, <laughs> yes, Snake Eyes did really poorly, but everything did really poorly. But also like when we're talking about old, that's, that's like kind of like an indie, like the only real pull it's got going for it is M. Night Shyamalan's name. And yeah. like Snake Eyes is like, big tent pole ip property you know popcorn summer blockbuster so i don't know like yeah it not not a good look for for the gi joe
0: no and it's interesting because this might be i mean i think they chose wrong they chose gi joe they chose a, a like a franchise that was never good. Like they didn't yeah. have a single good movie. I think the others probably they must have made money, but they weren't good. They just weren't yeah. good. Like in the the second GI Joe I went to see uh back when it came out in 2012 or whatever. The mm-hmm. theater sh- like the all the projectors in our theater just stopped working at the same time. I think the power went out or something. Nice. And I just never went back. Like, I didn't finish. I don't know what happens. at the. I just didn't go back. The guy's like, you can have a free ticket. And I'm like, I'm not coming back for this, man. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't matter to me. So it's weird that they chose this to begin with. But I, I don't know. Do you think this is, like, maybe the beginning of the <laughs> the end of them trying to just squeeze all they can out of I mean, we we're just talked about Invincible, so I can't really. But it seems like if they make enough of these really poor business decisions... Mm-hmm. they would stop doing stupid shit like this. Like, this is completely unnecessary. Like, from start to finish, you watch the movie, and you're like, this would have made an interesting ninja movie on its own, but yeah. not really, and Snake Eyes has nothing to do with Like, there's nothing there.
1: Yeah. It's interesting because I'm like, the, the thing that's in my head is, like, Snake Eyes is a toy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, there's a good part of this that's got to be like this movie in part exists to sell toys. Yeah. You know, in the same way as like the Transformers movies did or like, you know, when they the made Power movie. Mo- Power Rangers. Yeah, or Battleship or like any of these kind of like things based on like toys, Toy Story excluded. Actually, well, I guess Toy Story also kind of made to sell toys to a degree. Um, to
0: a degree, but not as blatantly. There was at least yeah. a good movie behind Toy Story versus it's true. all of this. The bullshit. toys came
1: afterwards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I don't know if we'll get another G.I. Joe movie. I feel like this was their like swing at like, well, what if we change the format of what we're doing here? Right. You know what I mean? Um,
0: G.I. Joe origins.
1: Yeah. It's a tough thing because it's like it literally has to be like a war movie that kids can go see true which is which is like a tough needle to thread like it's you know um, yeah so maybe i don't think we'll get another origins because like snake eyes is the one that i'm like that seems like a more interesting character i'm like i don't you know maybe we'll get a rise of cobra or something wait no that's what the first one was called Um, right
0: which so that also i'm like i don't understand where this movie fits into anything because they recast Storm Shadow, like I don't understand yeah. the Baroness isn't the same, so it's just like this thing that, yeah, it's and they very blatantly set it up for a sequel, like at the end. Yeah, and I, I'm like yo, there's not, no, no. there's no sequel coming, boys. There's nothing.
1: There's there's a whiteboard somewhere that's got a five movie plan to get to another GI Joe movie and like, you know, off to a very mar- Marvel start. the shit out of this. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The GI Joe universe, it's just like. I want to get back to a point where big blockbuster hits aren't just such a blatant cash grab.
1: IP grab, yeah.
0: Like, this had no heart and soul behind it at all. And I love Henry Golding. Mm -hmm. Yes? Yeah. He is fantastic in everything I've seen him in. It doesn't matter what dramas, comedies, like... uh, I don't think he's pretty much just done dramas and comedies and stuff like that. Sure. He's fantastic <laughs> it's in pretty everything encompassing, yeah. Exactly. And this and everyone in this movie is, like does well as well, but there was no there was nothing behind it. I could just feel them just being like, ooh, let's count the money afterwards." Because yeah. they didn't spend all that money. Mu- they spent like 80 million on it, which is a lot of money, but for a huge blockbuster, like that's not that much money so it just felt like a very blatant like let's let's get as many people in the seats and let's cash out as much as we can and i'm just like i'm sick of that stuff at least the marvel yeah. movies a good chunk of them are, are i would watch over and over again like they're good movies yeah
1: but i mean there's also the potential that we're in the uh og like jessica alba fantastic 4 era of the oh, gi yeah. joe franchise you know i mean like they yeah you know. Um, we could get five of these and then one is like, um, so. then you get a director. He's like, no, this is how you make a kids war movie. And you're like, oh. And then it's, you know, excellent. And then it launches. Like, it's certainly there's potential. But yeah, I I think like, this is like, this is the kind of thing that robots are going to write in the future. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
0: This exact movie.
1: (laughs) You're like, okay, I'm going to input this thing of like, here's snake eyes and storm shadow and this is their general backstory go. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like one of those, like the, yeah, the way you're talking about it, I feel like I can pretty much like map out the plot line of the story in my head right now and be like, yeah, I feel like I'd be pretty close.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Then I'll just give you another hint. There's a deus ex machina. Of course, (laughs) like literally, of Of course. course. Yeah. That doesn't make any fucking sense. You're just like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, and
0: somebody gets it at the end, and you're like, just, just, just use it. If you're gonna fucking use it, use it. Like, just yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I'm not, not gonna go off on Snake Eyes right now. Is but-
1: there a uh, <clears throat> an inter movie MacGuffin to be had? Is there an Infinity Ooh, Stone?
0: Yes. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't know because I don't remember the GI Joe movies, so I nice. fucking have no. Idea. This could have been from the other movies. I just have no idea.
1: Oh but, yeah. Um,
0: oh, m- maybe his sword. But like, I don't even know, like maybe yeah. it just, it just, what none of the, the G.I. Joe movies have failed in every aspect because I can't remember anything about them. <laughs> yeah. But at least, Hey, they got me to go see this one. So I guess they did something right.
1: It's always a really weird mentality for me when it's like, I know I've seen this movie. I can't tell
0: you anything about it. I know. But then, you know, I could recite you every line of the social network. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's quality quality I'm, I'm i like quality films and that's what it's all about um yeah that's that's kind of all i had to say about that it's i i would say skip snake eyes even if you're a yeah. GI joe fan because it's gonna kind of ruin the other movies for you because they they retconned his entire backstory and it made it not as fun so
1: I, I i feel like i'll just do like a trilogy binge day of all three of them and just be angry at the
0: end why would you Why would you subject yourself to something like that, Willis? That sounds like a terrible day.
1: (laughs) Maybe. So uh, my wife and I tend to binge watch movies when we do like a large puzzle or something like that because we're old old married folk. Yes. Um, Like we've done like, oh yeah, we're going to watch like all three Jurassic Parks or we're going to watch like all of the National Treasure movies or all just like things that I'm like, this can be on the background and I can try and figure out where that. So maybe we'll do a G.I. Joe puzzle session. And she, I, I feel like any second nap from now, she's going to go. No, we're not.
0: <laughs> but, Did GI Joe age well?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, there's there's a segue. Well, I was just going to say, it.
0: speaking of things that may not have aged super well.
1: See, yeah, okay, yeah. You were there, and that was what? the same one I had, and then I was like, oh, what if I just pointed out what I think he's going to do? We should like have a meeting at some point and be like. <laughs> how do we do transitions
0: but it's more fun if we were stressed is, out and we have to is. come up with them on the fly
1: <laughs> things that don't age well
0: things that don't age well does that even whatever so there's a new movie things that things that
1: have the potential to not age well
0: exactly there, there you that's go. that's much better so a movie recently released i didn't realize it was out already but apparently it's out um called Joe Bell which stars Marky Mark as the father <laughs> Things of... Things that didn't age well. <laughs> Literally, though. But yeah, so Marky Mark plays the father... Of, I think this is a true story. The father of a gay boy, pretty much. And uh, I think a lot... They're, they're doing like a walkabout or something like that across country. Yeah. And his son gets hit by a truck and killed. And so the film kind of follows his dad and what he has to go through afterwards and all the stuff he kind of wished he said to his son and all, all of this, this nice stuff. Yeah. This brings up a huge issue, which was highlighted in an article that we read that talks about representation and why it seems that every movie that's supposed to be centered around gay characters actually ends up being centered around the straight character in yeah. the end. And that's obviously a massive issue. Yeah, and all the leaps and bounds that they do make in Hollywood, whether they're forced to or not, this is one thing that they still really don't seem to have a grasp of. Whether it is they're like tokenizing the characters or just you know having them Mm -hmm. be gay for a certain reason, it's just not something that is
1: or gay to move the story along, as it were.
0: Exactly, they use it as a plot point. Whereas it's like nobody, no straight character in a movie is straight to move the fucking story forward. It's just that's how they are. Whereas like this is oh well if he's gay why is he gay it's like are you kidding me <laughs> so yeah there's there's just some big issues that need to be addressed there and I think that I'm surpri- I'm actually kind of surprised that this movie got made like yeah. this just because of the cult the, of the culture right now and that like this seems like a very blatant like not mi- like missing the mark type thing <laughs> nice
1: missing yeah, the Mark yeah. Wahlberg. M- missing uh, missing
0: the marky mark
1: who is it who is it directed by
0: that's a great question i let's, feel let's, like let's get
1: into this real quick ronaldo marcus green
0: marcus green who has done things such as
1: oh interesting well so who has done seemingly nothing really else a few episodes a couple features a bunch of shorts Um, but is currently in post-production on King Richard.
0: I was just going to say that with Will Smith and Berkley. Yeah,
1: which is like what – interesting. What a lot of people are saying is um, Will Smith's big Oscar swing uh, for this season. So, interesting. Well, so – well, continue. Well, the re- so the reason I ask, I guess, is just like to sort of frame who the person is that's telling the story. Mm. And you were saying how it's like it's surprising that this got made. Do you think this is an Oscar bait movie?
0: Um, just having seen the trailer because I watched the- I saw the trailer in front of some movie I saw in theaters. Yeah and just off that yes like marky mark is going for it for sure yeah. and just the the subject matter and like you don't really again this is a very like the subject matter is front and center for a reason yeah. like having him like it's his it's his gay son and all that stuff it's it's very uh specific so i yeah. think that yeah i think that they are going for something like that for sure with this
1: The reason I ask is because like, do you think the producers of this and I don't want to like, you know, or people involved, I don't want to necessarily say producers or anything like that, but like, do you think there's Mm -hmm. a, a reason that this got made and got made in the like way that it's being told, like the script, how it is like focused more on Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg's like straight white man dealing with this as opposed to like a lens of you know the kid and like that kind of thing like do Mm -hmm. you think it's more kind of accommodating towards like the academy
0: yeah like they're trying to pander to the academy kind of thing
1: i mean like the academy loves like a good like you know savior story for lack of a better term you know
0: it's true and i guess i mean we can't we should also point out that moonlight did win best picture which is a huge like not at all what this type of movie is it's like yeah. it's focused on like a gay black guy in in like the ghetto which is just so insane like it's something you'd never think of
1: yeah um, absolutely and i'm not like i'm not trying to necessarily paint anybody in any particular order i'm just sort of like posing the question because it's like there's oh, yeah, moonlight yeah. but there's also like green book which also one best actor or best True. uh picture like I don't know. It's, it's a weird kind of thing because it like the way this story is structured for me and like it, it does. And again, I'm also only going off of the trailer, but I'm way more intrigued by the kids like
0: struggle. Yeah. than the dad's guilt. Yeah. It's like, it shouldn't be really, it's, it, it's weird because the, the way that it's structured or the way that it seems like it's structured is more of a kind of like a, I don't know how to put this, but like it's Mark Wahlberg's redemption story. Yeah. It's him coming to grips with the way he treated his son or maybe not, you know, being as good to him or as open with him as he should have been and it's going to end with him kind of I feel like it's going to end with him kind of accepting things.
1: Yeah. It, I I mean it's going to end I feel like with him coming to terms with his role in his son's I think death like death, right? The son died. Yeah. 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 Um and like you know probably like becoming much more of an ally to like the lbgtq community and like all that kind of stuff and like you know that kind of thing which i don't know it's a i like i'm weirdly torn with it because and like i say this as like a straight white male but like i'm curious of like if this is trying to like connect emotionally with people that like are not as accepting of gay rights and the community and things like that. And like sort of nudge them a little bit closer towards like being a more open-minded thing, which like is a cool thought process. You know what I mean? If that's their plan, I mean, I might be like, you know, giving them more credit than they're, they're due there. But like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, like, does that help to, to bring those few that it might inspire along at the cost of like, here's another story about how hard it is to be a straight white man?
0: Right. And I did have that thought while you were saying that it's like maybe this the point of this is to try and get those types of people to see this movie and understand what's going on here, which which is a, definitely a noble effort. But I don't think those people, like having just gone through that in my head, I don't think those people are going to see it regardless just because of the the subject matter, even if yeah. it's Mark Wahlberg and whatever. And it's interesting
1: because like, especially based on that trailer. Yeah. I, I think also like as we're talking here, the, the Matt Damon movie Stillwater that's coming out is a very similar kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's a very similar kind of story. Um, you know, it's based on his his daughter and like a whole you know, conflict there. Um, I think they're in Italy.
0: It's somewhere not in America. I don't, I don't
1: remember off the top. Yeah. But like, there's a whole like, you know, that kind of thing, but it's that to me, the trailer for that feels much more like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, Matt Damon, salt of the earth, like more in the vein of like the character that like that kind of approach would be reaching out toward. Yeah. As opposed to like, Mark Wahlberg in this. I don't know.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with that 100%. And that's, that's kind of why I'm thinking if that's what they're going for and trying to gather that crowd in, I, I understand that. And I do, that's, that's a good thing you're doing. But yeah, I don't think it's going to come off to those people. I think it's better to just kind of have, well, it's interesting because this story, Is very specific to him being a gay person because it it goes through the the trauma he's had in his past and his you know what he what he dealt with at school and the other kids and stuff like that. Versus just having someone being a gay character in a movie, I think that's what really needs to start happening is just have gay people in like just write them into your scripts. Like I just don't understand it like it's just we everybody knows gay people so it's like it's weird now if you don't have anyone who's gay in your movies because it's like (laughs) this doesn't depict real life or having you know the main character be straight or whatever
1: yeah and you don't need the like the 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 tired cliches you know of like oh yeah the gay best friend and all that kind of stuff or like you know like just write it as a normal person um and there are like instances out there that like i don't i'm not like disqualifying but like there's definitely the the tropes that are are getting pretty tired at this point, And like, there's no yeah. reason for them anymore because at this point it all just needs to be normalized.
0: Exactly. And I think like, if you've never, if anyone who hasn't watched the show Shit's Creek on Netflix, it's, you know, it's not for everybody. It's just, it's a comedy show that I think is really, really funny, but they have multiple gay characters, like three or four that are main characters that are just gay. Like they're not, it's not specific, like they have relationship with people and they just go about their normal life and it's not something yeah. that you have to make a point of saying like, oh, this person's gay. It's just, that's how it is. And I think that's just where we need to get to in, in Hollywood. It's just, write them in. Nobody's yeah. gonna, what is the negative that they're thinking is going to come from this? It's yeah. just, you know, it's only positive at this point. And if it's people are reacting negatively, I don't want those people watching my movie to be quite <laughs> honest. Like <laughs> that's, that's, it's interesting
1: something. as you talk about this, I'm like, I feel like I can think of quite a few characters on TV that are just like, just gay, like whatever, yeah. or just trans or just whatever. Whereas when you get into like future films and movies and stuff, it becomes a much bigger, like kind of, Oh, Hey, like this is a thing.
0: Right. Like
1: I think of, um, this is not a, up-to-date reference, but I think of um, Willem Dafoe in Boondock Saints. Yeah. Where it's like, yes, he's a gay character, and that doesn't really play into the lot, like, a lot of um, what he's doing in the story. But there's also several scenes that are like, oh, this character is gay. Like, you know, so that's like, you know, not really what I'm, what what we're going for. Like, I I think that the TV is a much more Ex- accepting i guess kind of place at the moment
0: well accepting and just not acting like not treating it as an other because like yeah. even with like races when, we, when we're talking about hollywood just only just within the last 10 years have we had pe- like non-token people of color in yeah. films whether that be asian people indian people mexican people like those roles were reserved for okay we need a kung fu master so we're gonna get jackie mm-hmm. chan we need you know the guy to die first so we got to get you know some black dude to die Shaun in a B. horror movie oh, yeah sorry. or sh- <laughs> well no but that, that that yeah but um yeah
1: sorry to completely derail
0: here but it was for like a specific purpose versus yeah. just having them be in the film which is like just get past that guys Get past it. They're they're people. Just move on. You don't have to. Oh well. But why is the Indian guy in this movie? Because he's a friend of the main character. Like, what do you? He doesn't have to be the fucking guy who owns the whatever. Like the. It's just yeah. It's we need to get past that. I think yeah, we're getting there. We're we're slowly but surely getting to that point. And yeah. It's going to be better for everyone because more people are going to see your movies. More people are going to feel represented and more people are going to just overall love that stuff because coming from someone who is not a white person, I don't see many Asian main characters in leading films in fact Shang-Chi is the first Marvel superhero to be Asian in the entire thing I can count Wong but like he's not a main character yeah so like in the main scheme of everything like he's the first one that has his own movie yeah and that's just it's weird to me that that's it's taken this long to get there well and
1: you get the whole I mean we could get into the whole thing of like oh hey the ancient one is a white woman from right I think she's supposed (laughs) to be like Celtic
0: Yeah, something like that. Isn't it Tilda Swinton? Yeah. So, you know, things are going to keep getting better, hopefully for the right reasons, because Lord only knows that they just do stuff to appease people. But, you know, I think the filmmaking, uh, like the body of filmmakers that are coming up, like you're seeing like uh, Nia Acosta, Jordan Peele, like there's a lot of people, Dustin Cretton, who are uh, Barry Jenkins, who are like, they are inclusive. They understand this stuff. So the more we get those people into positions of like, mainstream media the oh, better we're yeah. gonna be so yeah
1: i'm right there with you
0: and i think i closed my google thing but i think Uh-oh. that's where we ended right i think that's what wraps us that up was, here, right? uh,
1: yeah that was the that was the big thing we kind of want to talk to you about it's important conversations to keep having
0: definitely and especially as the landscape of everything changes by the day like <laughs> do you think uh
1: do you think you'll see joe bell in theaters
0: i i don't think so And the only reason I say that is because I have made a pact to see a lot of films in theaters and I haven't yet. So it's not, not of, I don't want to see it in theaters. It's more of, I just don't think I'm going to get around to it at this point. Um, I, I, it's, yeah, I probably not. I don't know. I put it
1: in the same kind of vein as like, uh, like it'll be a good, like, oh yeah, all the Oscar noms are out. Like, let me find all of these and I'll just like binge a bunch of them, which I totally did last year. Except, oh, you can't see my shifty eyes on a podcast, but like, <laughs> yeah, shifting. no, I didn't do
0: that at all last year. <laughs> what did you watch? Like one best picture nom? I think I got
1: two of them in there.
0: Oh, okay. All right. But it
1: was because I'd already seen Promising
0: Young Woman. So. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. You know, it is yeah. what it is. 2020, there's no, it's, it was a weird year, so can't, yeah. can't fault yourself. But um but yeah, let's uh let's roll right into the recommendations. Yes. Do you have a recommendation this week?
1: I do. And it's a really I feel like it's a really weird one considering the serious conversations we've had, but Okay. I rewatched Demolition Man the other day.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. And
1: god if I don't love that movie. <laughs> Demolition Man is Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock and Rob Schneider. Um who is a minor character, but definitely helps in like the connect the movie games. But, uh, (laughs) and it's just like your classic mid early nineties, uh, action film. It's like, you know, it takes, it starts in 1996, uh, which is three years in the future of where it is. Uh, and the world's all gone to hell and then he gets frozen and wakes up in 2036, which I'm super excited now for, uh, 2036.
0: Uh, <laughs> Someone should do a remake, and it should drop up in twenty thirty six. Right,
1: oh, man. I feel like it's we're probably about due for a a, a demolition man. I, I like it was. I think it was a big enough movie, but yeah, yeah. So demolition man, classic, hilarious, just like classic, hilarious action movie from the early nineties.
0: Yeah, Sly, St- Sly Stallone. Alone. I mean, what how much better can you fucking get? I like Sly Alone in the nineties. Yeah. Come on right now. <laughs> oh my Wesley god. Wesley
1: Snipes gets unfrozen and immediately goes to a museum to find guns. It's like hilarious. And finds a future gun in the museum. It's crazy.
0: That's just the tagline. Wesley Snipes gets unfrozen and goes to a museum and finds guns. And I'm like, I'm in. Yep. Sign me Sold. up. <laughs> pre pre sale tickets. Let's go.
1: <laughs> also Sylvester Stallone's in it.
0: Yeah, also.
1: Uh what do you What do you got, Josh?
0: I uh, I have a movie from the fifties that Ooh. is one of my favorite movies of all time, and it is called Rear Window. And I recently yes. watched it again, uh, like a few days ago, because it's one of those movies that I just have to revisit probably every year because it's not only one of my favorite Hitchcock movies, but it's just one of my favorite movies. It's it's fantastic. The storytelling is great. Uh, stars Jimmy Stewart, Grace Kelly, Thelma Ritter, Stewart. Uh, plays a professional photographer or journalist photographer. He's a photographer um, Photo who journalist. gets yeah, photojournalist. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't put those words <laughs> together correctly. <laughs> um, but so yeah, he plays a photojournalist who is injured, basically has two fucking like full leg casts and is bound to a bed for the entirety of the film. And essentially, the film plays out in his apartment as he's people watching out outside his his rear window. And since he has all the camera equipment, he has, like, long lenses and whatnot, so he can kind of get real stalker-ish and start seeing into people's, like, personal lives a bit. Yeah. And one day he sees something that he's not supposed to see. And thus ensues one of the greatest thriller films, in my opinion, of all time. And also one of the most impressive sets I've literally ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) Like, holy shit. Um but yeah, I'd highly recommend it. It's a thriller. It's not really scary. It's definitely like, you, you, you f- there's a couple stressful moments where you feel like, holy shit, because you're in the apartment with him. So you're like, well, what is he going to fucking do? He's like watching shit out the window. Um, but yeah, fantastic movie. Streaming on Prime right now if you have it. So.
1: You're really throwing out Hitchcock after I nominated Demolition Man. Okay.
0: Hey, we don't discuss beforehand. <laughs> we don't discuss. I could have. I could have thrown. Um...
1: I'm throwing Citizen Kane next week. Just prepare yourself.
0: All right, then I'll do Predator. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I do also love Rear Window. Did you see Disturbia, the uh, Shia LaBeouf adaptation? Yeah. Also pretty good.
0: Honest to God, that's gonna be one of my recommendations coming up. Not kidding. Because right. that's I own that movie. I love that fucking movie so much. Nice. <laughs> But that'll uh, that'll bring us home then. Yeah,
1: that'll do it. Uh, Josh, where can people find you online? Uh,
0: people can find me online on Twitter uh, at Josh J... No, Josh Fuller thirty three with no e, and with no e is not part of it. It just has no e in Fuller. I know, I know. I never really considered that. And then you can <laughs> find me on Instagram at Josh J Fuller. Where can people find you, Willis?
1: You can find me on both Instagram and Twitter at WillisFilm. Uh, and then you can find the podcast on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. Yes, there's an S on there. Yes. Pixel Splitters. Yes, yes. Uh, or you can find us on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod. Uh, and we still long
0: for tweets. Yeah, we're gonna stop talking about it though because it's getting tiresome for it's true. for us. It's true. Please tweet it. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Shut up, Willis. I got it. <laughs> no, I uh, just. We're, we're talking to deaf ears. People don't want to follow us on Twitter. It's true. They don't. We do. Like
1: people this. do listen though. I know. Shout out to people who listen, especially all the way to the end here, where we yeah, go thank you. on insane tangents about social media. Yeah. Uh, cool. It is what all right, it is. man. Well, everybody, go see a movie. There's yeah. lots of cool stuff going out.
0: I know. From now until the end of the year, I mean, every weekend you should be seeing something because there's amazing stuff coming out.
1: And yeah, dude, yeah, like do a little research. There's some really good stuff coming down the knock in the next six months, five yeah. months.
0: And what it, month is it? Ju- it's July. It's almost August, though. So yeah, yes, within that time range. But five it's months. important for you to look into this stuff because some of this stuff just drops. Like it's not yep. a, you know, you it don't get any out. warning. So check your local your local theater listings. And go see some stuff. I love when we
1: successfully finish our like wrap out and then still talk for another five minutes.
0: We got stuff to say, man. It's true. All right. Cool. Well, it's nice talking to you, Willis. (laughs) All right.
1: All good talking to you as always, man. Talk to you next week.
0: All right. Thank you all for listening, guys.